I'm Janessa Durrani, an empowerment coach and the host of A Daily Practice. I work with midlife moms who are lost in motherhood and looking to find their direction, purpose, and fulfilling work for their next chapter. I empower them to dream big, believe in themselves, and show them with clarity what's possible without sacrificing their role as an amazing mom. And this is my podcast, where each week in 20-ish minutes or less, I give you my tips, tricks, hacks, and stories on how to dream big and implement small to bring it all to fruition in your busy life. Hello, my friends. We are now into, well into June, and let me just give you a little update. I might have mentioned along the way of what my intentions are and for this summer. I did a summer ready challenge within the community, and I originally started my intentions with I'm going to have a summer that is alive and active for my family, and we're going to balance adventure with rest. That's how I started the 10 days, because we have to start somewhere, right? And through the course of all of the challenges that I wrote for others, which I say all the time, we teach what we need to learn, that changed over the course of the 10 days to the intention of this summer is for my family to become independent, which then helps me be independent. And there was a talk that I went to the other day where I was talking about how the interdependence of a family is made stronger by the fact that each of the individuals comes to the kind of comes to the party already independent. We have to know how to take care of ourselves so that we can help take care of others. Okay? And that was I say this in so many different ways, but I'd not put it into that perspective. I'm always telling everyone here, out in the world, within my community, within my inner circle and my one-on-one clients, that you have to take care of yourself before you can take care of others. And there's that piece that if we are depleted, we've got nothing else to give. But this perspective on if I don't know how to take care of myself, how can I really take care of others? And How can I effectively do both? If I don't know how to do one, I can't do the other. So it was an aha of all along I've been like, my family is so dependent on me. On me, What am I doing? I'm clearly making it too comfortable for for them. And realizing that they are never just going to magically come to in a day and be like, oh my gosh. I'm going to start taking care of myself. And the reason I have that mentality or that thought was that I don't remember being taught responsibility. To me, I just grew into it. I always knew it and so forth. But really looking back on it, my mother 
self-advocated for herself in such a way that was not, it wasn't constructive. We were feral children, my brother and I. We had what she called fend for yourself nights where she wasn't going to be home nor was my father. And so we were just on our own. So whatever you found, this is when I became highly addicted to chicken pot pies and TV dinners. And also how over time, my brother and I both learned how to cook. And we are the primary cooks in our households. So same with when I was 10 years old, that's when you start babysitting back where I live or lived. And I had to, as soon as I started babysitting, I was making my own money. And so then I was responsible for buying my own school clothes. This was when I was 10. This is when I also learned about blue light specials at Kmart and layaway. So I don't remember, I didn't remember all these details. That was part of my story, but not realizing how that had crafted into my self-sufficiency now And it's that pendulum concept that I take those stories as like, that was hard and I don't want my kids to have it so hard. But because I'm trying to make life not as hard for them, A, I'm making life harder for me and B, I'm making it way harder for them in the future because eventually, I hope, they do fly the nest and live their lives and are responsible, aware, helpful, respectful humans, men, partners in life, and so forth. So herein lies what I'm rivaling potty boot camp with my two teens on responsibility training. And it ties into this topic this week on self-advocating. I recently asked within my community, what was one thing that you recently asked help for help for? And what was the response? And every woman who responded started with, I don't like to ask for help. I rarely ask for help. I really am uncomfortable asking for help. I only ask these people for help. And then they went on to say, but I asked for this and I was amazed that they they did it. I asked for this and I was so relieved that they said yes. We don't self-advocate for so many reasons, right? And one of them is, I think, kind of a fear of looking weak. When Mir was in kindergarten and they gave, they sat everyone down, they gave everyone a big piece of construction paper. They gave them a pattern. I think it was wings of some sort, a piece of chalk and a pair of scissors. And they were supposed to take the wings, the pattern, put it on the construction paper draw around it, and then cut it out, okay? And they explained that all at one time. And he did not 
understand what he was supposed to do. Like he missed, there was a disconnect. Executive functioning is something that everyone in this house, except for me, struggles with. And so he just sat there. He didn't try. He didn't do it wrong. He just sat there. Didn't ask for help. He just sat there. And in retrospect, I'm so glad that he did because that was something he was struggling with, this idea of like multi-step pro- um, processing and so forth. And as a result, it, it put up a red flag and then he got into, was tested and so forth and now is has support at school. But it is very similar to what we do all the flipping time. We are overwhelmed, we are overworked, we have overcommitted, we are over our heads. And instead of looking around, asking for help, trying to do the things, we stay stuck. And it's no different than mere just sitting there and just hoping the whole thing will go away. And that's not going to happen. I say it and I'll say it again. No one's coming to save us, my friends. We've got to save ourselves. And we have to let go of the limiting belief that we can do it all. You can do anything, but you cannot do everything. So we must pick and choose and we must ask for help. In just the first five days of giving my boys daily chores, there hasn't been one thing that they have refused to do. There hasn't been one thing that they have not done. The next thing or the next reason we do not self-advocate and this comes to the concept of just in general asking for help, is that it's just easier to do it ourselves or I need to control how it's being done. So part of the success that we're having here is that I am leaving, making myself unavailable while they have to make their own lunches and do their chores because... They will just fall back on me and I will just do it because it's easier and I just can't even watch them like screwing it up. So yesterday I was out of the office or out of the house all day, like from six o'clock in the morning till six o'clock at night. And Zane had to clean all of the mirrors in the house and the front door, both sides, which I can't even remember. Like when those were done, it's like each day trying to come up with these chores. It's been interesting. So last night he was like, did you see my mirrors? I think they look pretty good. Like he was so proud of them, which was kind of fun. But also he's like, I wasn't sure what kind of soap to use. So I used dish soap. (laughs) I'm like, how does one use dish soap to wash a door or a a mirror, a window, and 
where have I so failed my family that they don't know that glass cleaner exists? So, which in our house, we've always referred to as blue water. So it's like, how did he not remember that? But besides the fact. So apparently he took a paper towel and put soap on it and got it wet, wiped down the mirror and or window, and then wiped it down with a dry paper towel. And I will tell you, it worked. It did the job. And this goes to our perfectionism. So often we're like, oh, I have to wait until I have the right tool, the right cleaner, the right time, the right circumstances, when all you had to do is put a little dish soap on a paper towel and call it a day. Zane, when he was in preschool, they had, he did a co-op, which I loved. I loved that co-op. And so they had like snack time, but it was like family style. So we would, the parents would bring in the snack and then they have to serve it. We would serve it and then they would have to clean up and they would serve each other. And so they went in baskets and like they would each get a cup, but then they had little, little itty bitty pitchers and they would take it around. And Zane, I don't like, he was wicked cute. He's still wicked cute, but he would just put out his plate and one of the little girls would like put the food on his plate. He would just hold out his cup and someone would fill his cup. They would then, before their snack, they would have to go to the sink to wash their hands. And they had like a soap dispenser and he would just put his hand under the soap dispenser and the girl behind him would just push the button for him. And then he would get his soap and he would wash his hands. He is an easy one to help. We all have those in our life, right? That are just like, it feels good to do good. It feels good to make a meal and have everyone be like, oh my God, I love this. It feels good to like help them tie their shoes or fold their laundry and so forth. And all, you know, as long as they're giving us a thanks, a high five and so forth, we're like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm, I love helping. I love helping my family. I fooled myself for freaking years, pretty much until last Monday, that I, I do this because I'm nurturing. And what, to what end? To the fact that they're going to live with me forever? No, no. Self-advocating, asking for help and delegating and divvying up and teaching responsibility is not a weak place. It's not a place for perfectionism. It is not nurturing. Well, I mean, doing it is not self-advocating, is not nurturing. It's not nurturing them, truly, and it's not nurturing you. And the thing is, is that my children, I know without a doubt, would go to 78 years of age before they would realize that I'm needing help. I could sigh, I could stomp, I can slam some doors. They don't know what I, what's wrong with me. I live in a, a whole house of boys. They just 
They just knew, I'm not going anywhere near her. They're not going to say like, oh, she's making dinner and we're all watching TV. And why is, you know, oh, maybe we should go help her. That's not how that thought process goes. So years ago, I was watching a Dr. Phil episode and he was talking about self-advocating. And he said, they can't read your mind. No one is a mind reader. When we need help, we cannot be passive aggressive and stomping and being sassy and and making remarks and so forth and just hoping that they'll realize that we need help and then will help us. Because A, who wants to help a sassy frass? Nobody. B, they don't get it. So when we have to first determine what it is that we need help with, and then we have to specifically ask for that item, and then we make it abundantly clear as to exactly how we need it to happen. Like, it's not like, oh, it would be great if maybe at some point you had time that you could maybe kind of do this. Like, you know, if it's okay, as opposed to today, I'm not going to be here. And so you need to make your own lunch. These are the things that are possible for you to make your lunch. Any questions? You have so much possible in your future in your present, in you. But you need to have the energy, patience, balance, purpose, and passion to tap into that and make that possible. And you cannot have those things if you're giving it all away. You are not going to win a prize for being the one who did all the things without asking for help, being a martyr isn't going to get us anywhere, anywhere. So I want you to self-advocate. I want you to look forward in this summer on what it is that you need help with. And even if it seems silly, like really, Did my mirrors need to be cleaned yesterday? It's not about the mirrors. It's about teaching responsibility. It's about also giving others an opportunity to participate in your life. When someone asks you for help and you are able to do it, how does that make you feel? Pretty dang awesome. Give that feeling to others by asking for help. And it doesn't have to just be within your family. It can be beyond your family, in your workplace, within your friend structure. It's okay to ask for help. I am here always, always here for you. My inner circle, which is the paid portion of the daily practice community, is open for the summer. We have weekly challenges. We are reading the 100 years of Lenny and Margaret and doing book discussions and creative hangouts once a week during the summer. 
And for all those that want to do a daily challenge with me over the summer in the inner circle, I will, if you do all eight, you'll get a swag box from me. It'll be fun. And it'll also keep you accountable to yourself because the summer is a time suck. All of a sudden it's Labor Day and you're like, what in the world? Where in the world did the summer go? So I've opened up the inner circle for a one month free trial. So come in, kick the tires, see what you think and go from there. All the information is in this week's show notes.